This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Happy 2024. We are here at She Speaks Bravo. We are prepping for the Vanderpump season 11 premiere on January 30th. And over on the Patreon, I've been going through some episodes from season nine. And I figured it's the first of the year. Why not release it for everybody? Give them a little taste of what we're doing over on the Patreon. And if you want more episodes, bonus episodes, exclusive content, et cetera, sign up at the link in the episode notes. And let's get into this. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. I mean, look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I'm a complete mess. What is this, honey? I love that. I'm Emily. Every week, I recap the latest episodes of your favorite Bravo shows, from Housewives to Vanderpump Rules. We need to get more cosmopolitan. So if you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. So I just recapped episode nine and I'm watching episode 10 to take notes and I'm literally 10 minutes into the episode and nothing is worth talking about yet. And to be honest, not much was really worth talking about in episode 10. There were just a few little gems related to Sheena. Uh, but I'm going to do episode 10 and 11 in this recap because I, there was just wasn't a lot to see episode 10. But they do this feet pick photo shoot. God help us all. Um, this was like, this was, this was the Rachel impact of this show. This is what Rachel brought to this damn show. A botched nose job that she needed feet picks for. Okay, for crying out loud. Um, but this is when Charlie tells them about that guy that grabbed her at Brock's birthday. And Ariana's like, well, did you tell Sheena? And Charlie's like, she was standing right there. She didn't do anything. And I'm noting these moments for Ariana where I note it happens with Sheena and it happens with Tom, where those two people tend to do things that Ariana wouldn't agree with um, but they do things quite often. And I've always, not always, but for a while, I have felt like Ariana and Katie were the friends that should have been. They align more. Um, but anyway, I'm going to keep going. Schwartz and Lisa had some ping pong game where he bet that he would get a tattoo, get her name tattooed on his butt if he lost and he lost the game. So now they're at a tattoo parlor, uh, getting a, getting the tattoo of LVP on his butt. And also this is the season. Don't forget the weird dog head moment. Remember when Lisa puts the, the head on her or the dog, like the dog head on her, on her head and starts dancing for shorts. That kind of haunts me. <laughs> that visual is horrifying. I hate that thing. Ugh, so creepy. Schwartz says that he's like, yeah, Katie's been feeling kind of neglected. And Lisa's like, uh, yeah, you're supposed to stick up for her against Tom Sandoval. Then Schwartz tells her that he has a bet with Rand that if he loses this pickleball thing, 
Rand gets a name drink or a drink named after him at Tom Tom. And Lisa's like, sir, you only own 5% of Tom Tom. As much as it's called Tom Tom, I'm not putting a Rand drink on the menu. Why does the LVP tattoo have to be in the red ink? Didn't we learn anything from when Tom got Tom Sandoval got that red A that looked like bacon in red? And when he went to get it removed, the person, the laser center, laser removal place was like, ooh, the red is the worst to get out. Was it intentional? Because like just the red, it looks so weird, red, the red ink on Tom on Schwartz's white butt. Ugh, grody. Rock, it's Rachel. It's it's hard because they're calling her Raquel in this. Rachel has her like birthday dream tea party, and everyone comes dressed like a cupcake. And Lala didn't apparently get the memo and is wearing a tank top that says "Baby Girl" on it. And Raquel's like, "I thought I sent you the mood board." I'm gonna try my best to say Rachel because I know she's now legally she's changed her name officially, but I I want to. It's, it may slip up. I'm going to try to say Rachel. Sheena at the uh, tea party thing, she brings up Brock's company, Homebody, having a photo shoot. Now, I looked up homebody.com and nothing happened. And then I went to homebody.com to see, uh, or like home, homebody.com. Oh, that's what it is. Homebodylivefitness.com slash Brock and nothing comes up. Um HB Live Fitness is what it looks like it should be, um, but I don't. Uh, I don't think it's doing doing so much, doing doing a lot. So anyway, but it, Sheena says that James had responded to Brock saying for free, to which she's like, "Really? Like no one's doing it for free?" And Rachel is like, "Oh yeah, James said not to get back to him, not to do it for free." And Sheena is like, well, it's a startup and he has a baby to pay for as if it's on them to help him out with that. Like she could have said it's a startup business and, you know, he's trying to keep costs low and whatever. But instead it's like he has a baby to pay for. It's like, yeah, your baby. <laughs> what? And then uh, and hopefully an engagement ring soon. And then when he does go get that engagement ring and jokingly, I'm putting that in quotes for anyone listening, jokingly puts it on like four cards because, and it was a joke. Sheena said later, he was just kidding. We, we know that guy. Like we're just, we were just being funny. I'm like, I don't get how that was funny though. Like, okay. I still think he actually needed to split it up on all those cards. Charlie transitions this conversation though, asking if the guys from Brock's birthday are going to be at the homebody event photo shoot thing. And she's like, I don't know. And she says, because that one guy grabbed me and I wondered why you didn't say anything. Sheena says, I, I didn't see it. And Lala's like, okay, but wait, I'm stepping in here. She was visibly upset. And then Sheena changes it to say that Charlie had her boyfriend right there and got him involved. So I figured she was good. And Charlie rightfully calls her out and she's like, well, which one is it, Sheena? Did you not see it? Or did you think I was good? Which one is it? So Sheena, so Sheena. Lala says that Charlie has gone hard for her to Sheena. She's gone hard for you. And that's a pattern where you expect your friends to go really hard for you, but you don't return, you don't return that. 
And Sheena's like, I don't expect it. I mean, it's nice when I get defended, but <laughs> she can't even, she's like, I mean, yes, I don't expect it. I just will text message you relentlessly and tell you that I don't appreciate you not standing up for me and not hating the same person I hate. That's it. Charlie says that there has to be a little bit of loyalty. And she's like almost emotional as she says this. She says she's hurt to see Sheena not defend her just because it was Brock's friend. And Sheena goes, no, I just know him to be a respectful person. So I just didn't see it in that way. This, huh? I know him to be a respectful person. So even though he was grabbing you and you said outwardly like, okay, whoa, don't touch me. I was like, but he's respectful. What? I don't think it's that big of a deal. Katie chimes in here kind of unnecessarily and says, when you're loyal to everyone, then you're loyal to no one. And Sheena's, because then Sheena can be like, got it, cool. Who else? Anybody else? And Lala realizes that Sheena is feeling ganged up on and Sheena cries and she's like, I just want to go home to my baby. And she clearly asked production, can I go? Is it okay if I go? And Lala's like, okay, she's had enough. She's had enough. Then Rand hosts this stupid pickleball tournament. Rand, it was, we had a lot of Rand in season nine. No wonder we didn't like season nine. There was so much Rand. Ugh. But he hosts this pickleball battle thing against Schwartz. Um, and he's got like a pro there. And Brock is the one, I think, actually, in his confessional, who's like, I mean, how short man complex can you get here? Like, it's Schwartz that you're going up against, and you needed all of this artillery. Meanwhile, Rachel and Charlie are hanging out at Rachel's house because they were not going to go to the pickleball thing. And they talk about how Sheena does ask them to cut people out who she doesn't like. And Rachel gives the example of Danica. And Charlie also had an experience with the Danica of it all. And she had a text message. They put it up on the screen. And Sheena says, ew, being civil is one thing, but don't kiss her ass on Insta. Charlie says, LOL, OMG, stop. Sheena, she said horrible things about me. If she said those about you, I would certainly not compliment her, especially publicly. That's all. Someone sent it to me and was like, thought she was your girl. <laughs> Charlie also had her back against Brett, despite Sheena calling her an adorable club rat. I mean, she did put adorable in there, but still. Charlie called her the day before, like, or the day before she's hanging out with Rachel, but after the tea party, after she confronted her. And of course, Sheena's like, I can't trust you. And you made me look like a bad friend and tried to make it a me too movement or a me too moment. I can just hear Sheena saying that. I can hear her saying it. That's <laughs> so bad. After the pickleball game, Lala tells James that Brock was pissed about James um, not wanting to do his photo shoot and wanting to be paid or whatnot. So James calls over Brock and Brock's like, yeah, I'm upset that you also told Rachel not to text me back. And James is like, uh, yeah, uh, because I wanted to check in with my fiance first, which is totally fair. And Brock says something like, I'm trying to do this startup to support my family or something like that. And it sets James off. James is like, no, 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 you're not going to, I'm not, I'm not getting in the way of your startup to support your family. Okay. And he goes, you keep asking me to post for you on IG and I'll do it once or twice, but yeah, mate, 
it does get kind of annoying. <laughs> Can you just imagine how many times Brock is like, hey, would you mind sharing that again? Brock's like, oh, okay, it's tit for tat then, huh? And James is like, what am I asking for you in return? And Brock goes, I'm trying to take you to ice baths so you can work on yourself. I've <laughs> been physically there for you. Oh, thank you. The life-changing ice bath that, in case you guys don't remember, James got in it, could not wait to get out of it, and learned nothing. But Brock did that for him. Brock is facilitating growth, okay? That's what's happening. I'm trying to take you to ice baths. But Kate, this the scene is great. Because Katie chimes in and she goes, I think I know what he's trying to say. But she first she says it to Lala because I think she's like not 100% used to like being this cool with James. But then she says, do you feel like you're being used? And James is like, he sounds relieved. He's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 I did. And Katie hits, she perfectly says, she goes, that's totally understandable that you're being reactive. But there will probably come a day when he's going, you're going to need something. And James goes. I 100% agree. Thank you for pointing that out, Katie. And then he makes up with Brock. I love them as friends. He, it's like he knows if anyone's going to understand feeling a certain way and overreacting, blah, 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 all of that stuff, it's Katie. And he probably has more respect for her now, too, after like watching Schwartz not have her back against Sandoval and seeing it all firsthand. He's like, hmm. So I love the duo. We saw it a lot in season 10 as well, but I just, I didn't really pay attention to season nine and watching it with closer eyes. I'm like, wait, this is great. They go to Tom Tom and freaking Rand walks in with the trophy, the trophy that is like the entire height of an, a building. And he's like almost knocking over chandeliers and whatnot, totally unaware. But Charlie pulls Sheena aside to talk to her. And Sheena's like, I want to know why you didn't just come to me in the moment. Charlie's like, look, it's not easy for me to tell friends how I feel. So when I do, I want it to be a safe space. So the way you reacted is not going to fly with me. And she is like, she's giving it to her. Then Charlie says that the last few months, Sheena has not been a good friend to her. And I'm kind of dying because I'm like, she did just have a baby. So this is a little bit of a weird one. <laughs> she did just have a baby. So Sheena's like, yeah, uh, I had a baby two months ago. And Charlie goes, have you made people feel bad for being friends with people that you weren't friends with anymore? Sheena goes, not on purpose. Have I complained? Of course, that's what friends do. Charlie is like, uh, you have done more than that. And Sheena goes, because you hang out with Danica, she's a really bad person. And Charlie fucking slam dunks and goes, you hang out with Jax and he's a bad person. And he said really bad things about us and you don't care. Oh, oh, what are you, mm, you going to say now? And Charlie in her confessional, this is this, this confessional, she goes, Sheena is a dictator in friendships. She pins us against her enemies. She becomes friends with her enemies. And at this point, if she doesn't understand where I'm coming from, then we can't be friends. Oof, love it. And then Charlie gets her again, goes, Sheena, when I'm frustrated with you, have I gone on Instagram live? Have I unfriended you on Instagram? I don't do any of that. And I'm assuming that's exactly what Sheena has done to her right? And that's how I show you that I'm a real friend. And Sheena just says, she's sorry. I'm sorry. I will do better. Charlie's like, do you mean that? And she's like, yeah. Okay. 
So episode 11 starts and we're still at Tom Tom and Katie and Sandoval talk off to the side. You guys, this conversation, I forgot. I really like blocked out a lot of season nine. It was no wonder it was so bad and hard to watch. Sandoval is like the number one guy. He's acting like the number one guy, but he's in denial that he acts like that. So he's like, I have worked my ass off to turn our friendship between me and Schwartz into a brand. I've really dedicated it. I've been really dedicated and I'm not saying he isn't, but sometimes I have to deal with Schwartz's insecurity. And that's why at times I can seem a little extra or pushy, but I'm always pushing it to get it to that next level. So you've said without saying that I, it's all me. Schwartz is, I'm just pulling him. He is kind of like dead weight in this party here, but I am pulling him along and I'm going to make us so much money and you're going to thank me. And Katie's like, look, my perspective is that you only want to hear your own ideas and I am protecting Schwartz's interests. And Sandoval tries to say repeatedly, like, I have Schwartz's back too. I have Schwartz's back too. But Katie's like, I feel like you're saying that I'm making this up about, you know, like Schwartz not liking the name or whatever. Sandoval gets so annoyed. He's like, Katie, it's just, I knew this was going to happen. It's just your idea or nothing. And Katie goes, fuck my ideas. I'm saying, listen to my fucking husband's ideas. And he goes, I do sometimes more than you do. How much money have I brought into your household? I work my fucking ass off to create business opportunities for both of us. Thank God. Katie's like, what money? Sandoval goes, 20 grand at least. Amazon club appearances. Guess what? I have another 15 grand coming into your household. And Katie is like, he makes his own money. Okay. Do not take credit for what the fuck he does. Sandoval, you act like I need to be the center of attention. I'm literally trying to be part of a duo that you're taking credit for, Tom Sandoval. Katie is like, he's not a little puppet, like a Barbie doll to put him in your sidecar. You're condescending and you're patronizing. Mm, And he goes, no, you are. I build people up. I praise them. And Katie's like, okay, she's Katie was too smart for Tom and he hated her. She's like, I'm not saying you don't love and support people. I'm saying you have a fucking ego problem. And he's like, so do you, Katie. So Katie just walks away because I would not consider Katie's Katie to have an ego. <laughs> I don't think Katie, like you can maybe say she's overreactive or can be angry, whatever, but not an ego. It's just because you want to be the center of attention, Tom. You have to be the center of everything. And anybody who challenges that, they are they're the problem. They're the issue. Katie gets up. She goes, and Schwartz and uh, Ariana are hanging together. And Katie is like, he's a patronizing fucking asshole. And then Sandoval overhears it. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm egotistical. And Katie goes, no, I thought that was me. And Sandoval yells, I made you 20 grand. So he's saying it right there. So Katie tells Schwartz that he's taking he's taking credit for money that comes in. And Schwartz goes, are you done? You're making a scene. Let's go outside. Yeah. It's like, of course they got divorced. Thank God. Thank God. Katie had to have watched this or felt it or lived it and just been like, wow, no matter what I do, nothing, he won't ever have my back. Now Katie is outside crying 
And she's calling Sandoval an egotistical maniac, said that she had to listen to how amazing he is and how much money he makes for their household. And Schwartz goes, did he say that or is that what you inferred? And she, the look on her face is like, are you, she's like, you want to gaslight me now? And he's like, oh my God, it's so much pressure. I can't handle any more days falling apart. Oh my God. And then Katie just goes, okay, in the meantime, I'll just, and then she starts crying. Like, I get why Katie, when she was done, she was done. Like, when she said, I have given you everything, and I have let you make me look like an idiot. And it's on her. It's on her to have done to have let it go on as long as she has. It's And she knows it. She's, she knows it. But my God. Sheena and Brock look through. They're at, her, at Sheena's place, and they look through all of his, like, homebody stuff. He's got, like, hats and tank tops and all this stuff. And that's when I looked up Homebody to see if it was still like a working company because he was like all about it. But he brings up Charlie and is very unsupportive of Sheena having apologized. He starts yelling at Sheena. You got to stand up for yourself. It makes her cry. And Sheena's like, it's just been a year to this day since my miscarriage. And that has been her whole pregnancy. She was scared she was going to have another miscarriage, which I can only imagine. So she has had an emotional year. Uh, but Brock is, they're perfect for each other, though, in that very toxic way. Where, you know, if a friend tells you that you haven't been there for them, and I don't think Charlie is known for doing this, unless this is something I don't know, maybe Charlie's always saying that. But it doesn't seem like it. Um, and if Sheena really is demanding friends, like, stop talking to certain people because she doesn't like them, yeah, then you should be able to, like, really have your friends' backs in return, you know? But here's Brock over here, like, what does she expect from you? Ugh, shut up, Brock. Katie goes to Lisa Vanderpump's to talk about issues with Sandoval. So she tells Lisa that Sandoval's taking credit for the whole Tom Tom brand. And I love Lisa going, uh, I did that actually. I made a Tom Tom. Okay. And Lisa points out that Katie thought she was going to have a baby. And now all of that is completely on hold and it's all happening with Sandoval and nothing with her. Lisa just validates what Katie already knows, which is Schwartz making her his number one priority is the goal, not equal to the bar, not equal, but that's, she, she'll never even get equal. Ariana and Tom get ready for her birthday and Ariana brings up, I forgot, I, I watched it again and I, I couldn't understand what was happening. Lala says that they need a break. And, she, and Ariana thought that meant Lala, or I'm sorry, Katie and Tom. But I thought she meant like uh, Tom, Tom. Wait, maybe she did mean Tom and Katie. I don't know. It's a weird thing to say about a married couple. So Tom is hosting throwing a surprise party for Ariana at Madcap Hotel. And Sloane Steele, whose podcast Mummy Dearest, uh, she's so funny. I love her online. She went, she actually was working that event. I think it was her sister or her sister-in-law ran Madcap or at least ran their event. So she was working it. And she gave all sorts of behind the, the, behind the scenes info. I can't remember where she posted it. This is a while ago now because this is season nine. We're going into season 11. So I, I don't even know where you could find it. But she said that um, 
Ariana was, of course, the nicest, like the most kind. She was like, don't look at my face. I'm so embarrassed because I have so much makeup on for the daytime, but I swear it looks good on camera. She was just really relatable. But that Lala and Sheena and Katie were not so nice. Not so nice. Did not say much. Just like really, once the cameras were up, then they participated. But when they were not like on camera, they just were, could not be bothered. I don't remember what she said about the guys because I was more focused on the girls. Um, I didn't, I forgot this aspect that there were all these like actors and sets and Ariana is just like playing along. She's like, okay, whatever. And then there's this big surprise and Sheena's vlogging. But first order of business is Schwartz and Sandoval go into one of the like trippy rooms to talk. And Schwartz confronts him on what Katie said about Sandoval taking credit for their brand. And he's like, we're not a brand. Sandoval's like, I mean, it is a thing. When it comes to our friendship, which is a brand now, it, it's a thing. This is also like what Tom Sandoval said about Ariana and him. Like we were a brand. We were such a brand. And now it's really reminding me of why I was confused by that because I never heard him talk about his brand with Ariana before, but he talked about it with Schwartz all the time. He turned it into that. Like he turns it, these are just relationships. And yes, they may want both of you to go to something, but it's not like, He's the one who creates this brand in his head where without Tom, with like Tom and Tom without, with just one Tom, not enough, but like he, so he's the one who puts this, it's, it's all a figment of his imagination and his own grandeur that he, he just is such a narcissist, you know? Schwartz goes, but it comes from an authentic place. Like we're not trying to create a brand. We're trying to create awesome shit. And Sandoval just keeps going, it's a friendship that became a brand. And Schwartz is like, I no. Okay. It was hard for me to hear what you had said. And Sandoval's like, with the brand, I mean like matching suits, the sidecar. And Schwartz is like, yeah, okay. I I you spearhead that and I'm I embrace it, but Katie is getting in my head. She feels like I've chosen you over her. Why would you say that to him? You just choose her over him. You don't say she feels like I'm choosing, you know, you don't like, then you're just complaining and giving Sandoval more ammunition. And Sandoval's like, dude, she's coming after me. And Schwartz goes, she feels like you're coming after her. And I'm in between a rock and a hard place and it's going to kill me. My life is going to unravel. And Sandoval gets really crazy. He's like, she's fucking causing this. Not you, not me, her. And thank God Schwartz goes, all right, easy, easy. Because listen, Tom, listen, like you're causing it too. And then when we see in season 10, when we open in season 10 on Schwartz being the only one working, remember at this point, oh my God, the band hasn't even started yet. The band. So in the middle of this, Tom Sandoval after Schwartz is like, I'm picking you over my wife. Like this is becoming a problem. But Sandoval's like, I'm going to start a band. And then he becomes unreachable and Schwartz is pissed, but doesn't know how to say he's pissed. The business partner can't stand Tom Sandoval. <sighs> Sandoval, you have been the problem the whole time, but you're always pointing the, defle you're deflecting with everyone else, blaming everyone else. Whether it's Jax, whether it's Katie, <laughs> I'm making so much noise. My cats are like, chill out. Okay, they go to Tramp Stamp Grannies after Madcap. They, I think they get pizza delivered to the bar because suddenly pizzas are there. Unless that's how they roll at uh, Gramps Stamp Trannies. Tramp Stamp Grannies. Jeez, Emily. 
Uh, but this, this pizza, Ariana only has one tiny little bite of the pizza. Uh, but Char she's talking to Charlie and Rachel, and they're talking about the conversation they had with Sheena. And Ariana is wasted at this point, like wasted, wasted. She's like, I love Sheena. Uh, but Rachel's like, I totally get that. But Sheena has asked me to not be friends with certain people. And Ariana's like, she's never done that with me. And which is probably true. But I think Sheena thinks she's got power over Charlie and Rachel. That's why she does it with them. Ariana's confessional is she reminds us she reminds us that Sheena quote took it upon herself to make it seem like I was dating the devil which is when Sheena reached out to Ariana's mom whatever she's like but we can get we got through that so we're like family now it's so funny looking back on that time isn't it because Sheena won wrong but Sheena got totally chastised for saying anything but she was not incorrect she was spot the fuck on but now she's like one of her best friends or he's one of her best friends. So there's a montage of Ariana drinking, saying she hasn't eaten, dancing, and then she falls. And it turns out she fucking hurt herself. Like she, her elbow was jacked up. Anyway, okay, so party's, party's over. It's the next day or something like that. And Schwartz is prepping for his talk with Tom Sandoval. And he's like trying to like hype himself up. And Katie has to literally walk him through it. She's like, it is simple. You are not going to talk to my wife that way. And he's like, like still making excuses. But meanwhile, Tom is also prepping for this conversation with Ariana. This conversation is another example of what I'm like, Ariana, do you just not see that, that you don't align with this person? Like, I wish that was her. I know she doesn't want to take away from all the years she had with Tom, but I think that I want her to at least acknowledge, like, he, I overlooked a lot of stuff, and there were so many things that were problematic, such as Tom goes, I guess the new thing is that a cyst male, and Ariana's like, did you say cyst with a T? He's like, whatever it's called. As a woman, you're allowed to raise your voice, do whatever you feel entitled to, but as a cyst, as a straight male... Uh-uh. Like, if I was a woman, I could do that. If I was a gay man, I could do that. But as a straight male, if I raise my voice, it's wrong. So, and Ariana goes, Tom, you sound real hashtag men's rights right now, and it's gross to me. And then he goes, well, how do you think I'm supposed to feel? I, like, I, I can't even. I can't even. Ugh. <sighs> Then there's this whole like long buildup to Schwartz riding over there, getting to the house. Can I talk? And then it's just, there, nothing really comes of it. They decide to take a break from being as close of friends and focus more business, but maybe not hanging out as much. And now there's a boundary and that's it. But I mean, it's, it's so, it's so stupid because then they just hang out again. Like, how long is the break for? What's the purpose? I don't get it. Anyway. Okay. Well, that wraps up that. It's just a little bonus episode to start off the new year. Get us get us revved up for season 11. Season 11 doesn't air until January 30th, but you know, it's good to be good to get ready. So the next few weeks on the Patreon, I'll cover more of season nine. Uh, and I may even go into season 10 to find, to pull some gems out. Uh, but I really never revisit season nine because I barely visited it to begin with. I didn't like it. 
Um, but there, there was a lot, there were a lot of good things in it. So I'm glad I'm going back and watching. So if you want to get the rest of this coverage, also I covered all of season three Vanderpump, vintage Vanderpump with uh, Pia. All of that is over on the Patreon. Sign up at the link in the episode notes. And happy new year. And I'll see you guys soon. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course, Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not... Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.